I heart steamers. I cannot wait for spring break. And I'm still waiting. I see all my fellow teacher friends posting that they're going back to school from spring break. And I'm over here like, I'm still waiting. Why can I not wait? I can't wait because I'm going to be hosting Steam and Writing Steam Shop. And you are invited. You're invited to come to the Steam University Facebook group. That's all you have to do. Join the group. And then on April 6th, that will be the first night of training. We are going to be talking about how to use STEM or STEAM in your writing or ELA classroom with still covering your ELA standards. You are going to love it. This is actually how I got started in the STEM world to begin with. I was a writing teacher. I wanted to give my students purpose for writing and experiences to write about. So come and join us. You're totally invited. I can't wait for you to be there. It is going to be amazing. And who doesn't love a free workbook? I'll see you there. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to the iHeartSteam podcast with your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Bonnie has been working in the STEAM education profession for the past 12 years. Her mission is to share her story with educators like you that love STEM, STEAM, and project-based learning. Currently, she works with a team of educators creating the ultimate STEAM certified school. Let her share the good, the bad, and the joyful with you in her STEAM journey. Learn everything you will ever need to know about STEM and STEAM education right here. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Welcome to episode two of the Set It Up series. You guys, the engineering design process. I remember the first time I ever used it in the classroom. I had this really new, cool STEM unit, which I I don't know if I knew it was a STEM unit or not. I knew it was something hands-on. This was 13, 14 years ago. And I remember opening up and seeing this five-step process and, oh, I know, it was engineering. I knew that it was engineering. I was looking for engineering lessons, not STEM, just engineering because I knew that that was a part of STEM that I didn't know much about. So here I am with the engineering design process. I was like, what is this? It was a hoot. I tell you, it was a hoot. I still remember we were doing a lesson and it required all of these materials. I don't even think I knew where to find all of them. I remember my principal really encouraging me to try and do some things with STEM, wanting us to do some things like that. And I showed him this list of materials. I was like, I don't even know where to go. I mean, do I have to go to like Lowe's? And yes, that was when I went to Lowe's to get things for my classroom for the very first time. And now let's fast forward. I go to Lowe's every now and then, but today It's so much easier. I've got systems and processes that work. I understand when I need a certain material and when I don't. And I know that I can change 
any lesson I want to and any question I want to if I find a good idea to fit my classroom. All I have to do is use my systems and processes that work. And that is why this is episode two of the Set It Up series, the engineering design process. So I'm sure you probably know what the engineering design process is if you are listening to a Stammerstein podcast. If you don't, that's totally fine. I did not mean to say I think you should or you shouldn't. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to teach you all about it, my friend. You just wait. So, engineering design process. It is a system that will never let you down. You put it to work in your classroom, and you have to got to do it consistently over and over and over. And you practice it. You use a mnemonic device. You do the EDP chant. Maybe you've seen me do it. You'll have to go find that video. I think it's on TikTok. But you do it. They know it. They know it backwards and forwards. They know what happens at each step. Because you cannot let your kids run amok. I have seen this happen. A teacher wants to do a STEM lesson. Or a teacher is asked to do a STEM lesson. And they go with it. They don't really give them much background. They've never done the engineering design process before. And It is a flop. They think it is chaotic and it's crazy. But yes, it is when you don't have systems in place. People, we do this with everything. Rituals and routines. You have a system for using the bathroom. You have a system for going to lunch. You have a system for turning in papers. You have a system for raising your hand on a Zoom call. We have a system for everything. And when it matters, we make sure they know it. So why on earth is the engineering design process not one of those systems you introduce at the beginning of the year and you hit it hard over and over and over and over? Because let me tell you, if you have done that or if you had, you can do any STEM or STEAM lesson at any time. You just need that beginning driving question and you get started. They know what to do next. They know exactly what to do next. And all you have to do is be there for support. So let's break this system down. We are going to go from the front to the back because this is a circular process. That means that each step goes in order, but at any given time, you can step out and go backwards. You can do a redesign. One step can lead to another. It doesn't end. It's okay to start anywhere on the process, depending on the project and where you left off with another project. So, but generally, we always start with a driving question. Not generally, always. You need your driving question, your North Star. You need your North Star. And you tell your kids, this is your North Star. What is your driving question when they get off task? What is your driving question? So how do we get started? We start with the first step. Now, before I tell you this first step, and I think you already know it is the driving question, but it's a word. There is a lot of different versions, or there are, excuse me, there are a lot of different versions of the engineering design process out in the world. 
they're all the same, but what they are, they may have different steps broken down into smaller details, like research may actually be a step on someone else's engineering design process. It's a step you go through. For me, as soon as I give them that driving question, they know if they need to know something, we have to research. And can I please just tell you this? If you're teaching elementary school, you need to be researching with your students. Don't just turn them loose on a Chromebook and say, find this information, go to this website. People, they don't know how to research and they need to be shown. And it's completely okay for this to be a whole group lesson. Completely okay. It's okay for them to have the same research. They are not going to build the same product in the end. I promise. So the first step, I like to use the five-step engineering design process. It is ask, imagine, plan, create, improve. Those are my five steps, but I always make sure that when this is complete, we share. We share it with someone. We tell someone about it. Now, some people put that into their design process. I don't put it into the design process because you probably have had a project before that you have completed and you've gone through every step, but you feel like something is missing. So you put it away for a little bit and you get it back out. And that's when you can start on the improve right away. That's what I mean by circular. You can come back to it at any time. When you're done and when you're ready, you share. Now, hopefully you're guiding your students to that shared portion every time. This is a needed step in the classroom. We need to communicate. Any STEM or STEAM lesson should just glow with the four C's, creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking. The only way that they can practice communication is if they get a chance to share. And it's too easy to share these days. Too easy. And there are too many people that would love to sit with your cute kids for like 10 minutes and let them share their projects. And they need to learn how to talk and share the right way. But I don't put it into my actual engineering design process. That's a step we take once that's complete. So ask, imagine, plan, create and improve. So let's get started with the ask. That is the first step always. You need a driving question. Always. You got to have that North Star. You got to have that driving question. In general, I like to start my driving questions with how because it seems to leave it a little more open-ended. But quite often, you know, a question needs a different way to start. Some examples of driving questions might be, how can we stop erosion around the basketball court on the playground? How can we improve the pollinator count in our pollinator garden? How can I build a tower out of cups that is 12 inches tall or six feet tall? A lot of times we use the we in the question when it's going to be a group project. If it's a singular project, you can use the I. If it's a group project, always try to use the we. Now, 
Before we go on to the next step, I think you understand this is your question. This is what you're doing. It's your topic. This is your chance as a teacher to insert and steer students on a path that will lead them to discovery of your standards and your content. So you can completely take this question and gear it towards what you need to teach. There are different levels of inquiry when you use STEM and STEAM and the highest levels when you do not give them a question at all, they actually discover the problems themselves. But in the classroom, we actually do have content we have to cover. So I recommend that you gear your driving questions in the direction of your standards. I also recommend this because this will help you out. If you're a one man show and you're the only teacher using the engineering design process at your school, do whatever you want to do with it. But if multiple people at your school are using the engineering design process, you guys need to get together and collaborate and use the same one because you will be helping each other out if a whole school uses the same one. You've got to decide on one. Doesn't matter. No one's going to lose their birthday if you don't do the one that you don't want to do. But decide on one. And now to the next step. Imagine. Boy, do I love imagining. This is my favorite step. My kids, it takes a lot of instruction. Usually after we have started with the ask, that may lead to some research or not before they can imagine their ideas. This is when every idea counts. You can be silly. If something pops in your head when you're imagining, this is your chance to write everything down. And I've shown my students, I've modeled this over and over and over. Why? You don't just get one idea and start thinking about that one idea. You want to make lists. You want to cross-check those lists and combine ideas, put everything down, even the silliest ideas, because you never know when something might actually be great. And if you block out all of those ideas because you are so focused on the shiny object in front of you, the first idea that you had, which generally kids are, they get the idea and they're like, yes, I'm ready to move to plan. I have my idea. But no, you need to brainstorm a little bit more. So with kids, the best thing to do is make sure that you have a set number at the imagine that you would be satisfied with them. I like to have at least like three. I love it if they have like 300,000 all over a paper and then they can categorize them and cross some out and save some for later. But it's going to be hard sometimes to just get one out of them. So encourage at least three. What I've seen happen they get that one idea and then the plan and the imagine start looking, look, looking, hello, looking the same. And then they don't really understand the difference. There's a huge difference because 
in the imagine portion of the engineering design process, you can do anything. It's imagination. Kids have a hard time imagining these days. I remember my favorite thing to do when I was little. Here I am squirreling. My favorite thing to do was at the babysitter, we would get towels and we would put them on our heads and pretend that we had hair that went down to the floor. What little girl doesn't want hair that goes down to the floor? But I used to do that. I don't see kids doing these kinds of things much anymore. And it's, you know, it's our world that we live in. They see so much. It's hard for them to imagine simple things, you know, and entertain themselves with a towel. (laughs) A towel. Yes, just a towel. All right. So the next step, the plan. My kids hate me on this part because if they bring it over to me and it has like three words, I'm like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, no. First of all, these are the things I require. The plan, I must be able to look at it. I should be able to kind of envision it. I should know what you need. And I should kind of have an idea of the steps or the procedures you're going to take to get there. They can't stand this because you know why? They're just so ready to create or ready to build and, and, and do stuff and tape and glue and all of that. You'll get there. But if you don't have the plan, the first two steps, all of that, it was for nothing. They end up building something that never had anything to do with all the steps that they went through. So plan. You want to have a materials list. Some kind of sketch. I love it if they put labels on the sketch. It's okay if they don't. Materials list, labels, some kind of sketch, and some sort of description or steps. And once they have that, and I see that they're not asking for like pyrotechnics, um, yes, get started. Sure. And I let them go get their stuff, but they can only get what is on that plan. I have a lot of junk in my room. I collect trash. Have all kinds of things for them to use. They can only get what is on the plan. And if they change something, they're already improving. So they're already sort of moving past create to improve and changing their plan. And that's fine. But they better change it. In real life, we would have to. At a job, we would have to. And that's what this is for. It's to prepare them for later. All right. So moving on, create, simple. You get the things, you create. Now I do want to say this. It is hard for some kids to kind of even come up with a plan without touching, feeling, or using the materials. So I recommend that during the plan phase, before they create, if they ask, I do like for them to ask, let them play around with the materials and see how they fold, see how they work so that they know what they might do with them before they get to create and they figure out that it doesn't work. That's okay, too. We've got to go through failure. And then so they create. This part just takes forever. So you have to put some parameters on it sometimes. But yay, the crowd goes wild. They're so excited. They finally are getting to create. Glue, tape, do it all. Help each other. I love it. They always change. Uh, literally, this happened today. Hey, so-and-so is going to work with me. I'm like, not this time. This was an individual project. We do a lot of great projects. I know, but I need help with this and he can do it. 
that's fine, but he's not going to hop on your project when he hasn't even gone through the imagine yet on his. He's trying to gangster on your work, dude. <laughs> it was hilarious. All right, so here we go. We're creating failure is going to happen. It's super important. You've got to be their cheerleader during this portion. You have to. You may even have to step in. I love conferencing with students through the creation portion and through the plan portion and the imagine portion. I recommend conferencing with students, whether you go from student to student or you call them over or you have a group of them and talk with them. You are the guidance in the classroom. You have this system that works for you so you don't have to do all this instruction when you're using the engineering design process. So what is your job? Your job is to facilitate and guide. And that's why teachers that have never really set up the engineering design process as a system think STEM is just super chaotic and a flop and they don't know what to do. Of course they don't know what to do. You haven't shown them. You do have to set this up as a routine, as a system. And then that system, it will set you up. Because you can do anything anytime you want to. Finally, improve. We can always improve. And I have to give lots of modeling on this as well. I have to show how technology is constantly changing. How many iPhones have we had so far? Oh, yeah. You mean they're going to change it again and they're going to make it better again? Yes. They already have. They just haven't released it. Oh, okay. So getting them to improve is important. A good idea. Let them group improve. How would you help me? How would you change it? Let them hear and see different perspectives on their own project. And then their ideas start sparking. So finally, we have finished the engineering design process. And at some point, I would like for you to set up a time for them to share and communicate. Is it okay if they don't finish? Yes. You just want them to go through every step and give it their best shot. You're going to have some days where you don't finish. Many teachers think that STEM and STEAM just take too long. Well, that's because you've got to have parameters. You've got to set time limits. It's a criteria or a, or it's a constraint. Everybody has a time limit, even myself. So you have to do that with students too. They will accommodate. They will be fine with it as long as you're fine with it. And slowly but surely, they will get better at managing their time. Think of all these things that, all these grown-up things that they have just learn to do from this system. And it really sets up your classroom so nicely. Anytime you want to, you can do a project with a driving question, a North Star. Love it. So before I leave you today, I want to share with you, I will post my guide for setting up the ultimate STEM and STEAM classroom in the episode notes if you want to grab it. I also recommend documenting all of these steps in a STEAM journal. If you do have to have a printable one, I will put a free one 
in the episode notes. Steam journals, they're my jam. That's a whole nother podcast. So guys, I want to know if you're excited about putting a system that's going to work for you in the classroom. I hope you do. I hope you do it soon. I also want to know, do you have heart steam too?